stroke is something we're all aware of. It's a brain attack that can happen to anyone at any time and occurs when blood flow to an area of the brain is cut off. But what are the warning signs you need to know about when having a stroke? We're going to talk about it today with Sarah Durham, a registered nurse at Putnam Community Medical Center. This is Helmet of Health, a podcast from Putnam Community Medical Center. I'm Prakash Chandran. So first of all, Sarah, I know I gave a brief summary, but let's start with learning a little bit more about what a stroke is. There are actually two types of stroke. You have a hemorrhagic stroke, which is a bleed into your brain, and you have an ischemic stroke, which accounts for about 87% of strokes out there that are occurring. And uh, that means that you have a blockage, usually a blood clot that blocks the flow of blood to your brain. Okay, it's good to know that there are two different types of strokes. I didn't know that. And do they represent themselves the same way? Typically, yes. But like I said, most of the time, there are several different symptoms, and we'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, Some are very apparent, some are not. Um, But 80% of strokes are the ischemic strokes, which are treatable uh, with medications if it's within a certain time frame and or uh, surgery. Okay, I understand. And before we get to the specific symptoms of these strokes, I want to understand why time is so much of the essence. I've heard this before, but I always hear like, you know, with a stroke, time is the most important thing. So maybe just talk at a high level about that first. Yes, that's a great question. As far as the time goes, we have a clot-busting drug that we can give. Uh, most people know it as TPA. It's called Alteplase. We have a time frame of a three to four and a half hour window. We just started stretching it out to the four and a half hour window and not all patients can have it. So we typically say if your symptoms started within three hours, we're going to try to get that medication in there. The reason for that is the longer that you wait, the longer that the stroke goes on, um, the more risk for bleeding that you have into the area of the brain where the stroke is if we give you that medication. So after a certain amount of time, we can't do that. And then your other option could possibly be uh, what we call a mechanical thrombectomy, where you would go to a comprehensive center and they actually go in and retrieve the clot manually. Okay, so let's dive right into it. Maybe talk a little bit about the specific signs and symptoms uh, of a stroke. The best way to remember is the mnemonic be fast. So first of all, the B stands for balance, which is uh, sudden loss of balance, which uh, could present as just something as simple as being dizzy. Um, The E stands for eyes, uh, which is sudden loss of vision. Sometimes it's in one eye, sometimes in both. It doesn't mean that you've completely lost vision. It could just be a little blurred. Um, The F stands for face. And that's just stating, does the face look uneven? Uh, most of the time, you'll, when patients present with these symptoms, their one side of their face will be drooped or even maybe their eye or their cheek. You can ask them to smile and you can really see that, that facial droop going on there. The A stands for arms. So does one arm drift down? If somebody, you know, can't hold both of their arms out or, you know, all of the, or say they're holding a cup of coffee or something and all of a sudden they drop it and their arm isn't working anymore, um, that's a definite sign. Uh, the S stands for speech. So does their speech sound strange? Um, 
usually it'll sound a little slurry, sometimes not. Um, and with some people, it's difficult to tell because maybe their speech is already slurred or they don't have their dentures in or what have you. Um, but you can ask them to repeat a phrase, and that's always a great way to judge that. And finally, the T stands for time. So everybody needs to remember that time is brain. The sooner that you can, you know, call 911. Do not try to drive someone to the hospital. Call 911. Uh, get EMS involved, and then they will, you know, make the decision and they can alert the facility, uh, which is what we do here. They will alert us when they're on their way with a possible stroke patient, and we are all ready to do, you know, what we need to do because we understand that time is so important. That three-hour window we talked about before. So it's be fast. And what's interesting is I've heard of fast plenty of times, but this is the first time I'm hearing about the BE part of that, which I think is really important. So you said it's balance and eyes. Is that correct? Yes. And that is something that, especially the balance part, people get these symptoms and they think, well, of course, dizziness can be attributed to something else going on with you. Maybe your blood sugar is low, which is one of the first things that we check uh, whenever we have a patient coming in with these stroke symptoms. But I have had patients that were having a stroke. Their only presenting symptom was mild dizziness, and that was it. Wow. Okay. And I wanted to get a clarification on something because you said the best thing that someone can do if they notice a friend or a loved one experiencing some of these symptoms is to call 911 and not to drive them to the hospital. But if it's such a time-sensitive disease, why shouldn't someone be on their way to their closest emergency room and call 911 at the same time? Generally, calling 911 is going to get you there faster and you're going to have someone, uh, you know, a medical professional who can look at your symptoms and see what's going on. The important thing is to know when did these start. If it's a loved one, uh, you really want to remember that. Okay, we were driving down the road and then all of a sudden his speech got slurred or altered mental status or something like that. Um, remember that time if you are the one who is taking the loved one or friend or even if you just witness it in public. But most of the time by calling 911, it's like I said, you're going to get seen by a medical professional quicker and they can alert us when you're on your way in and we will be there and ready uh, with medication if you're if it's appropriate or ready to, you know, transfer you to a comprehensive center if you're outside of the window and you need to have that uh, surgical procedure done that I was talking about. I'm really glad you made that clarification. And I think just overall, because it's such, um, it can be a really scary scenario to be involved in, you're not going to remember all the steps needed to potentially save this person. So it's it's much better to call 911. They are going to know exactly what to do. All right, Sarah, we'll really appreciate your time today. And I think we've all learned uh, that mnemonic phrase, be fast. That's Sarah Durham, a registered nurse at Putnam Community Medical Center. Thanks for checking out this episode of Helmet of Health. Head to pcmcfl.com to get connected with a provider. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. Thanks and looking forward to our next conversation.